0: Welcome to Conversations from the Leading Edge, a monthly radio show and podcast featuring interviews about extraordinary advances in the area of peace and conflict studies happening at or around Columbia University. Each month, we feature interviews with scientists and thought leaders who are conducting groundbreaking work aimed at managing conflict constructively and sustaining peace both locally and globally. My name is Peter T. Coleman, and I'm coming to you from the studios of WKCR at Columbia University. This show is sponsored by AC4, the Advanced Consortium on Cooperation, Conflict, and Complexity at the Earth Institute at Columbia University. And now for today's show. Well, I would like to um, welcome two new colleagues that uh, I've just had the pleasure of meeting. Uh, Emily Gould is um, at the law school on the faculty of the Lawyer Leadership, Leading Self, Leading Others, Leading Change program. It's a flagship Offering of the Columbia Law School's Leadership Development Working
1: Group. That's right.
0: Very good. Um, She has done many things in her career, but um, what stood out to me is that you're a co founder of Mediators Beyond Borders, which is extremely impressive. I know many members of that group. A litigator, a leadership coach, and trainer, um, and have worked, uh, it looks like, um, in Rwanda for quite a while, co founded. American Peace Partners. They're supporting. African
1: Peace Partners. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. Thank <laughs> you. Boy, that's a slip. <laughs>
0: uh, and um, serves as a law reform consultant to the Supreme Court of Rwanda. Right? Yes. Yes. yes right. Very good. Uh, and it says that um, some of your work is funded by the Jam Foundation. Uh, additionally focusing crea- uh, on creating trauma-informed justice procedures. So I think hopefully we'll be able to talk about what that is, what that means, and sure. what that may look like. So welcome. Thank you. Emily. Um, Anastas Navajire uh, is uh, our honored guest. Uh, Anastas is the coordinator of the Rwandan Justice and Reconciliation Sector, uh, is visiting Columbia University and the Human Rights Clinic at the Law School uh, um, for a few weeks. Um, is the coordinator of the justice sector for the country of Rwanda uh, and has been a key player in organizing and forwarding the work of expanding mediation in Rwanda, which will be, I think, uh, some of the focus of our talk. Um, Emily has shared that Anastas is responsible for coordinating and implementing Rwanda's rewrite of its national narrative from revenge to reconciliation. Uh, So we'll focus principally on that. So I'd like to, again, welcome you both and um, ask you if you can, maybe I'll start, start, if I may, on Stas with you, just to tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the work that you're doing.
2: Thank you, sir. Uh, My current position is uh, the one of uh, the Justice Reconciliation Law and the other sector secretariat. That is a platform. Charge of uh, connecting permanently 16 public uh, justice, reconciliation, law, and order mm-hmm. sector institutions to uh, NGOs working in the same field, mm-hmm. to development partners, and uh, the private sector. So uh, the Secretariat of operates as a kind of one stop center that supports all of those uh, partners and the stakeholders in terms of policy development. Uh, Strategies development, planning, uh, budget negotiation, and uh, when different partners start uh, working, we ensure a proper monitoring and evaluation, Mm -hmm. providing for advice here and there. To work properly, the justice sector has been put in place by uh, Prime Minister's order. Mm -hmm. Uh, That states that um, all of those partners have to meet regularly. And uh, to make it smooth, uh, we do have meetings uh, of uh, professionals, technicians in uh, some uh, 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 thematic uh, areas. Mm-hmm. So we do have four thematic working groups. The one in charge of uh, planning, budgeting, and MRD. Mm-hmm. The second one is in charge of uh, uh, information, communication, and technology. Mm-hmm. The, the third is in charge of um, Public awareness and capacity building. And the fourth is in charge of policy issues, Mm -hmm. policy, laws, and related matters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, such thematic working groups have meetings each month, preparing at the same time reports submitted to a steering committee that is composed of uh, deputies of institutions. Mm -hmm. And most of the times, the deputies of institutions are at the same time uh, the chief budget managers Uh in charge of. funding activities but also making a proper follow-up to all activities Mm -hmm. so they meet uh, once a quarter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to look at what is being done throughout uh, all of those institutions uh, looking at uh, the way each one of them contributed to achieving set activities uh, 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 in regards to um, targets uh, targets uh, that are set for each quarter and for the year and uh, this steering committee to prepare a big meeting, uh, a high-level meeting of, uh, uh, actually there are two. We have mm-hmm. what is called uh, the Sector Working Group. Sector Working Group? Yeah. Uh-huh. In the Sector Working Group, we convey all partners now, representatives of civil society organizations, uh, heads of um, uh, public sector institutions, and um, development partners who are intervening in the sector and private sector Mm -hmm. to look at what is being achieved. What is being achieved in terms of? In terms of what is planned for the financial year, the fiscal year. Uh And uh, each six months we have a leadership group meeting that uh, learn about what has been achieved during the semester, provide for guidelines or advices or give some new orientations. Mm -hmm. And it became now a habit that, uh, Each year, we do have what we call um, a justice reconciliation in the other sector peer review retreat. It takes exactly uh, mostly two uh, days in which we stop everything we are doing and sit together. Naturally, I see we, I'm uh, the the youngest or the smallest among people who Uh are are together to sit and talk in a a dialogue, in Uh a a free talk, Mm. look at what has been achieved. Previous years, look at what was set for uh, the ongoing year. Mm -hmm. Criticize each other in a in a friendship Mm -hmm. spirit and uh, in a brotherhood spirit, but uh, a constructive way of uh, exactly correcting each other. And these are not only government officials, but also they are both uh, the all stakeholders, uh government sectors, NGOs Mm -hmm, in the same mm -hmm. sector, development partners. Uh including, actually, when I talk about the partners who support uh, our sector, we include uh, the USID. Mm -hmm, They mm -hmm. support some activities. Today, uh, with the USID, Chemonics is uh, operating on the ground. Uh uh From now, for instance, USID, I mean, Chemonics will be also part of the stake because it will be implementing some activities with us. Uh, Mm -hmm. We are members of the sector. Mm -hmm. So such a forum is organized once a year to make a kind of, uh, Backward-looking, mm-hmm. and forward-looking. Over, Over the past okay. year, to what uh-huh. uh, uh, to a forward-looking one, and uh, it is a good uh, framework.
0: Can I ask you if you just f- for people that are not as familiar with contemporary Rwanda or even recent history, to talk a little bit about wh- what what is the main objective? What is the main goal of the group of these meetings of these dialogues? What what are what are you attempting to do moving
2: forward? The main goal, in short. Uh, is uh, to make sure that all stakeholders have uh, the same goals, Mm. serving the uh, the population, Mm -hmm. that's one. Two, it is to make sure that all of them exchange information and they have the same information. The other one is uh, to contribute to uh, the same goals, the same objectives, in a more coordinated way, mm-hmm. to avoid duplication, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to uh, cement complementarity, mm-hmm. to uh, work in a spirit that is collaborative, by respecting the independency that is uh, 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 that belongs to each institution. Because you know, all of those public sector institutions, for instance. Do by the constitution and by uh, instituting laws benefit from uh, financial and administrative autonomy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The sector or the secretariat or the coordinator of the sector Mm -hmm. is the only allowed to run throughout all of institutions, Uh installing a kind of uh, uh, attentive uh, hearing from uh, whoever is uh, part of uh, the sector. Uh uh We are used to look at indicators and targets, survey what is being done, make sure that uh, policies or strategies that are being developed are developed in accordance with um, or, or big uh, big plans that are done. We, we are, for instance, uh, to be clear, we follow what the world is doing. For instance, we are now part of uh, the Millennium Goals. Uh-huh. We are running uh, different uh, indicators. We have set even indicators in order to look at uh, sustainable development goals. Mm-hmm. We do have our own goals uh, I- inside I mean Not only for uh, the country, at the African level, we do have some mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. visions. Mm-hmm. At I- in the East African community, we do have others. Uh-huh. In the country, we mainly set up uh, six years program or sometimes seven years program. Uh, today, we have what we call, national uh, for transformation um, strategy, mm-hmm, number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is a uh, kind of uh, what we called previously uh, economic development and poverty reduction uh, one. And uh, we follow, uh, the first one was followed by the second. And today we've changed it and we say the national strategy for transformation one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So now all of those goals, all of those targets and indicators are aligned properly And our office, uh, we identify who will do this and that to uh, complement each other and uh, get to results, attain uh, indicators. Mm -hmm. And our work consists in uh, reminding whoever among actors that uh, you are going slowly.
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
2: Your plan has not been well set because you are reaching to results before time. So your,
0: your job is to shepherd the, sure. the, the Millennium Goal agenda, yeah. right?
2: Development Goal agenda, yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So y- you understand that uh, it is an important work. Yeah. Because it is like uh, the work done by um, the coordinator of uh, a music or an orchestra. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh uh-huh. conductor, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, without yeah. that, yeah. some will be playing uh, some notes that are wrong, Right. And uh, they get cacophony. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Right. I like
0: the metaphor. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Emily, let me ask you, if you can, um, just to give a little context to your background in working in Rwanda and how you got into this work as well and and the role that you've been playing there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I was a mediator in private practice at the time that I first heard about what was happening in Rwanda through friends and families. And I learned two things. One, that their truth and reconciliation process known as gachacha mm-hmm. was just about to wind up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also found out that there were over 30,000 locally elected mediators in Rwanda. And as a, a mediator in, in our context, this seemed to me extraordinary and yep. that got me interested. And I was wondering whether uh, s- W- the unfinished business of Gachaja was really going to fall to uh, uh, community mediators. Uh-huh. And uh, so it was with that uh, question in mind that I first went with a team from Mediators Beyond Borders hmm. uh, and, and met my partners on the community level mm-hmm. um, who had been trained in transformative mediation by American Quakers. <laughs> and so imagine arriving in the uh, middle of the Rwandan countryside and having conversations with community mediators who used mm-hmm. exactly the same language really? as we in our, in our uh, exploratory group have learned to use in this country. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, so that's how I became interested, but just the very fact that uh, the sector that Anastas coordinates is called the Justice and Reconciliation sector. Mm-hmm. I think that says a mouthful uh, about really what the goal of the sector is mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Rwandans define justice as uh, the heal as a healing process that mm-hmm. brings people together that is based on hopes for reconciliation mm-hmm. and um, so that's uh, uh, as a mediator. And as a former criminal prosecutor, that right. was a definition of justice that was deeply interesting to me.
0: So, is your sense in Rwanda that there is a, a sort of a combination of a legal structure and a community cultural structure to ju- to their sense of justice?
1: Absolutely. Well, Anastas can talk more uh, knowledgeably um, about the hi- the historical roots of uh, both mediation and. Uh, restorative justice mm-hmm. I- as the bedrock mm-hmm. of Rwandan culture and without that historical culture it's hard to imagine that they would have been able to use these processes as they have mm-hmm. which is to take their country just a little over 20 years ago as declared a fa- failed state right. and now it's one of the countries that, that in Africa that and in the world that ranks highest on so many of the um, uh, goals that we have the United Nations uh, sustainable development goals so um, it is consistently ranked the number one country in Africa for investment uh-huh. and that th- th- the quality of the stability uh, and the uh, uh, um, so many wonderful aspects of social life in Rwanda is pu- is clearly a result of their culture
0: so um, so I want to uh, yeah. eventually get back yeah. to how you got there—it sounds—I <laughs> I, I understand the initial connection, but but it is an interesting uh, connection that you're making to the history of Rwanda, to the culture of Rwanda, and how that was in some ways tapped into around truth and reconciliation yes. processes, right? And then have, has continued. I think it sounds like um, post that
2: process. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, 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 maybe briefly, uh, we should show the way uh, Rwanda resorted to uh, alternative dispute resolution mechanisms, and especially uh, looking at existing ones uh, in the country, in the culture. As you know, uh, that is a small country in which happened the genocide, uh, a recent one uh, of the 20th uh, century, mm-hmm. and uh, as uh, Emily was saying, when the uh, genocide was dropped, Rwanda was looking uh, like uh, a failed country, a failed state. It lost uh, uh, more than one million of people. At the same time, three million of people were outside the country as new refugees in neighboring countries. Two other millions were coming back home uh, from Uh, refugees. Those were ancient refugees of 30, more than 30 years before. Mm. At the same time, We had many camps of uh, internally displaced persons. Mm -hmm. We have here and there graves and bodies uh, not properly buried. Uh, We had no uh, schools, health centers, administration offices operating. And we had to prosecute people who uh, perpetrated genocide. And uh, they were numerous because uh, this is a crime that is uh, Singular in what it is. This is a genocide that has been uh, done by neighbors against neighbors. People who were knowing their neighbors. Sometimes even uh, uh, some went to killing relatives because of identifying them simply like uh, Tutsis. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was perfect. It was a perfect genocide because not only uh, it had it had the support of the army police officers, but also the whole administration, uh, the media were mobilizing people and exactly congratulating uh, guys who had done mm-hmm. a good job, let's say, on Wednesday, asking mm-hmm. others to continue the same or do the same on Thursday. So it was successful. And uh, some some uh, judges w- had been killed. Some others have killed and uh, naturally fled uh, borders to take refuge in other countries. Mm-hmm which means that even uh, judicial classic organs were destroyed totally. So we had to look at ways of not saying, oh, come on, uh, uh, the killings are stopped, okay, this is a new uh, land of peace now. Hmm. Uh, no, 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 no. The country claimed uh, a bit and uh, went up to the United Nations uh, uh, Security Council to say, no, this is a genocide and please, Let's do something. The response from the United Nations has been to set to, 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 to put in place an international criminal justice uh, for Rwanda, set in Arusha, with the single objectives of uh, prosecuting and punishing exemplary some big perpetrators genocide. As it has, did, it has been done in, in other areas and uh, as it will be done, mm-hmm. whatever it happens uh, in Yugoslavia, in Sierra Leone, wherever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Rwanda tried to uh, use uh, existing available laws and uh, provisions to to punish, which Mm -hmm. was uh, very difficult to punish uh, an international crime as genocide. Uh, Some crimes against humanity and war crimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, in front of a big job to be done without having uh, uh, codified lawyers and judges and prosecutors and whatever, Rwanda decided mechanisms mm. And in Rwanda in ancient Rwanda we had unfortunately or fortunately uh, kind of uh, cycles aimed at solving problems but small problems happen, happened uh, between in the neighborhood mm-hmm. internal to the families mm-hmm. or between neighbors but uh, the members of the neighborhood had to sit together on the grass mm-hmm. on gachacha, that is what is mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. called gachacha, to look at it, to listen to people attentively, to try asking them to cool down mm-hmm. and settle the problem peacefully.
0: Do you remember those processes as a, as a child or as a young man? Were you involved in those in your home and your
2: community? You know, st- as saying, come on, this is uh, our son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though he killed your daughter, Mm-hmm. He belonged to our family, mm-hmm. to our community. From a long time, you've been uh, good friends as families. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's not disrupt such a roots and such a relationships. Rwanda decided to resort to such mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Some people refused to get into the process. Uh-huh. Some others accepted. Uh, some uh, uh, observers, as well as, uh, Friends of Rwanda criticized, saying, "Come on, you can't judge uh, perpetrators of genocide without uh, uh, putting into place serious mechanisms headed by lawyers. I mean, uh, by judges who are trained, prosecutors are trained, who are um, more formal traditional or formal processes. Yes, right? Because in as it is, all citizens, all components of a village, had to be." the first information providers,
3: mm-hmm.
2: they had to play at the same time the role of witnesses, mm-hmm. judges, advocates, prosecutors. Mm-hmm. And in one or another way, among other principles, uh, people were encouraged to defeat the truth, even the truth against themselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It uh, means pleading guilty, pleading guilty, dividing what uh, I did with who, in which circumstances, who we have killed, in which circumstances, where we have put the body, or the bodies, b- because sometimes they attack the people uh, into groups, mm-hmm. uh, into churches where they had uh, taken refugee. Um, and so Gachacha uh, was a mechanism that involved all the society. Mm. And uh, we went through with the objective of getting to the truth Uniting people, speeding up judgment, putting the community into an exercise that must help it in uh, looking at each other in face to face, end up with uh, all disputes that were there, all suspicions that were prevailing, Mm -hmm. and then look at the future, Mm -hmm. try Mm -hmm. building a new future. That is the way we get into. such a phenomenon, I mean uh, mechanisms with uh, uh, encouraging people in uh, working together mm-hmm. were introduced uh, mechanisms of reduction of uh, sentences for those people who plead the guilty, who ask it for forgiveness. And they were used to encourage the one asked to provide for forgiveness to exactly make an effort to say, okay, you've uh, taken away my family. Mm-hmm. Maybe you will have killed me, but given that we are still alive both, let's survive together. Mm-hmm. Let's construct again our country, and uh, if you are exactly ready to stop, continue managing to eliminate me, okay, we live together mm. peacefully. That's what we tried, and then people who plead guilty benefited from uh, a reduction of the sentencing doing a half into jail, and a second one into community service. Mm. Those are mm-hmm. works of general interest. And uh, at the same time, they were carrying out such a works. Afternoon, hours were dedicated to civic education discussions. We mm-hmm. uh, uh, were teaching them some skills. Uh, as you, you saw, I was among uh, the managers of such a people. And uh, it took about uh, nine years. We were exactly dealing with them mm. up to merging uh, the service in charge of community service to the prison service and making collection of service. Rwanda collection of service is a new service that replaces the prison service. Mm. And uh, when uh, I take the two in comparison, it is exactly to show you the way from such a process, the considing and uniting people approaches changed in Ibane Rwanda from the uh, colonization and uh, this has still uh, some uh, uh, habits in uh, in some Rwanda. Some Rwanda do believe that the best way of punishing somebody is to put him in jail Into jail. It subsists till now. While before uh, the arrival of uh, coloni- coloni- colonialists, we didn't have prisons. But the first project that has been built in Kigali was the Kigali Central Prison in 1930. Mm. 1930 was the first building. Mm. That was the main project, the main building mm. of colonialists. Yeah. They built, they started a uh, Kigali Health uh, Center in nineteen seventy no sixty no seventy three. Seventy six. The National University started in nineteen sixty
3: Three.
2: Hmm. Uh, I think that you understand uh, what I'm making as metaphor. Yeah, what
0: the priorities <laughs> <Okay>. were. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that seems now, clear.
2: Now, from the time when Rwanda started believing that it is possible to correct people rather than punishing them, punishing them simply, Rwanda decided to punish the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Rwanda decided to merge correctional service. I mean, a uh, community service to prison service. To change the philosophy, introduce mechanisms aimed at uh, rehabilitation,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: re-socialisation, to make sure that people we get out of prisons, change it, able to live peacefully with others, Mm -hmm. and developing uh, themselves in the society, and that is in that way that uh, such an exercise opened, opened, ways of Rwanda in saying no, you know, our culture. Our ancient practices are rich. We can't let apart laws, but we should, at the same time, learning about laws, being informed about what is being done uh, in other countries uh, in the in the general context. Mm-hmm. But always look at our roots, cultures.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Bring together good practices from other countries. Mm-hmm. Join with. Uh, practices and beliefs of Rwanda from the culture and uh, in that way we'll be sure that we are setting up strong and good, me- me- mechanisms, wise mechanisms that will be, uh, that will enable us to properly manage our own people, mm-hmm. our members of the community, transforming them, trans- transforming them from uh, criminals into transformational agents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is what we, we try. That is the way I came here for learning about mediation and restorative justice, not to, to go back there and uh, duplicate. Mm-hmm. The best thing is that uh, most of our partners, like Emily, mm-hmm. came uh, wisely with uh, uh, a spirit that say, "Come on, let's listen to what we have as a strong mechanisms. Mm-hmm. What already exists." Yeah. Yeah. You, can you have a look at this? Mm-hmm. This may complement what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Come and check here and there, whatever other practices that are there. We may try together to polish it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: create some kinds of hybrid system that may be uh, more uh, useful and respond to the problems of the current times. So uh, I, I think that uh, in this uh, words, I may understand uh, what we are doing as, as an exercise. But we are doing such an exercise in a context that is delicate. 15, I mean 24, very soon, five years after genocide, what we observe now is that uh, the genocide traumatized both victims of genocide who survived and perpetrators of genocide. Mm. In one way or another way, killers. Or wrongdoers are traumatized by what they did. Sure. So now the same trauma is transmissible to young generations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fortunately we are all f- we are aware of that. Mm-hmm. That is the way we need to be informed about trauma in a proper way. That is the way we would like uh, to let all decision makers be informed about what is a what is such a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. The risks of transmitting a trauma to the third the fourth generation, dangerously, yeah. and uh, find out a way of managing not only people but also their beliefs, being able to identifying uh, uh, in all situations where trauma uh, happens and handle it properly, transform it into uh, a new kind of looking at the world, looking at the society, at programs, at development, at, na- at the neighborhood,
3: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. and uh, at the members of their own family
3: mm-hmm. because
2: a traumatized person uh, do no longer have uh, confidence not only in the surrounding people but also in uh, he or herself.
0: Sure, yeah. 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 So I wanna y- you know, the, the, the scene you describe during the genocide, post-genocide sounds like a hell and, it, and it's al- trauma is a logical reaction and response to that type of situation. And it sounds like um, part of what happened in addition to some attempts at formal truth and reconciliation processes were these more culturally-rooted kachacha processes that were more dialogic, dialogue processes, community problem-solving processes, and some type of relational healing processes. Um, But you still have this, this deep trauma and, and um, it's th- that's my question is sort of moving forward. How is Rwanda thinking about that? Not only the trauma of what happened, perpetrators and victims alike, um, but also the, as you described, the intergenerational trauma that's taking place. How uh, is the government or how do the communities think about addressing that? and mitigating that, reducing that over time. Is that part of, Emily, what what you've worked on? uh,
1: Well, I would say that uh, uh, one of the uh, approaches that is uh, now uh, uh, holding sway in in Rwanda is recognizing that the pressures that are on the courts are themselves the results of trauma. Trauma produces conflict and violence, Mm. and so the 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 kinds of uh, conflicts and violence that are putting pressure on the courts is leading the the court system itself to think of new judicial processes, so that uh, just so that the legal process is not Mm re-traumatizing and doesn't perpetuate cycles of of trauma by simply responding with uh, the adversarial method.
0: Can I ask, when you say that, uh, the, it, the trauma puts pressure on the justice system through violence, is it mm-hmm. an incident of domestic violence, of crime, of uh, all community viol- forms uh, of community violence?
1: Well, tr- w- the most tragic is, is domestic violence. Uh-huh. Uh, this is what breaks everyone's heart, uh-huh. uh, to see a, a, a country Especially a country that has the highest percentage of women mm. in government of any country in the world, yeah. by its constitution, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been voted <laughs> one of the, be- the best country in Africa to be a woman, mm. and yet so, uh, given how much attention has been placed on um, on healthy gender relationships, to see the uh, uh, an explosion of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Which is so clearly the product of trauma. Mm-hmm. That is the sort of thing that w- uh, you know, the, That leads the courts and the judges who I speak to and the lawyers who I speak to. Mm-hmm. We're simply not willing to to use uh, the adversarial system both on the civil and the criminal side to deal with problems that are so clearly um, in the shadow mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the of the genocide. We we can't solve the products of the crimes of history, mm-hmm. with the tools of history. Right. We need new tools. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: or old tools. I mean, that's, I guess, one I- of the yes. questions I had is. Need, we need old tools, but also we need to involve everyone. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, in addition to what said Emily, I would like to add that, um, yeah, uh, we may say that uh, uh, survivors or victims of uh, crime and. the, uh, perpetrators are traumatized but they are not uh, the only traumatized witnesses of -hmm. such Mm -hmm. crimes, especially uh, the big crimes Mm -hmm. are traumatized. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, we will develop uh, programs that even look at managers of such problems, I -hmm. mean such individuals. A good investigator, a good prosecutor, a good judge or in-house lawyer, a good correctional officer would be trauma-informed because a good mediator would be well informed about trauma. Uh When you have to manage traumatized people for long times, Mm -hmm. you are willing or not affected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And normally we will organize some sessions of uh, either informing people about about, uh, trauma, Uh either some techniques of managing people uh, suffering from trauma, Mm -hmm. either organize some days of uh, trauma healing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. among uh, people who uh, are working in the same fields, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, listening to others, understanding what happened exactly, and be aware of uh, what is a threat against wh- whoever among uh, stakeholders. Yeah. And then, and then uh, laugh a bit, play yeah. a bit, and uh, continue working yeah. with new offices.
0: Can I ask uh, just a question about trauma, mm-hmm. uh, which is a kind of cross-cultural or, or, uh, or basic question about what it is. I, I, a colleague of mine here um, at the Mailman School of Public Health does a, a lot of work. He's a social psychologist here, and he works with oftentimes child soldiers and um, you know, war-term communities, worked a lot in Afghanistan, Angola, and he, you know, from his perspective, he's been trained through the medical perspective of trauma. So when he'll go in and work with young people, he'll see someone who has night sweats and nightmares and is very withdrawn, and he thinks about them in terms of post-traumatic stress and how Western medicine would treat post traumatic stress. And part of what he's had to come to terms with is that in other parts of the world, that's not how they understand what they're seeing. They'll understand it more from a community perspective, being haunted by ancestors that they, weren't, that they disrespected or weren't able to care for, and that there's a very different understanding of the problem and a very different understanding of wellness, of how to, how to repair the problem than Western medicine would introduce as, this is trauma, you treat it with medication, maybe talk therapy or group, th- you know. Westerners have a, a, this sort of narrow perspective on that. How, how do you, when you talk about the trauma, how do you uh, how, how do you understand it? What is it, what is the trauma?
1: Peter, this might be something that I can speak to just because the work uh, that my Rwandan partners have been doing on the community level yeah really speak to this, and I think some of the real innovations about this from the community level, and I'm happy to see that Anastas is nodding his head, is b- more likely actually to come bottom up from what's happening in the community um, than necessarily a, a, a national initiative, uh-huh. although clearly uh, we're at the point where the government is uh, sees that this needs to become a national priority, but some of the innovation has been happening already on the community level.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, At the community level, I have had the experience repeatedly of being at an event where I'm surrounded by people who are talking to each other, who are eating with each other, who are uh, uh, dancing and singing together, and it's only after a period of time or maybe days that I find out that this gentleman on my left murdered the family of this gentleman on my right mm-hmm. and these two people now live uh, in the same community they are s- certain to invite one another to all family events uh, and so you, you simply see things at the community level levels of reconciliation that we simply think of as unimaginable or, yes. and frankly impossible
3: mm-hmm.
1: so uh, there is an understanding of what the deep humanity within all of us is capable of, Mm -hmm. both on the dark side but also on the light side. Uh uh That is, is, uh, that I I will acknowledge it's beyond the culture and understanding that we have here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And, but I'm here to say that it is real. Uh My Rwandan partners have, Rwanda is a dancing culture Mm -hmm. and so My partners have used techniques like emotional freedom technique and uh, uh, other somatic body-based tapping Mm -hmm. uh, mechanisms. Mm -hmm. They can be done in groups, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's uh, culturally uh, you know acceptable and has good uptake there. Uh So there are some techniques that have been developed in Western countries. That's
0: a movement technique or. Um,
1: emotional freedom technique uh, involves actually physically tapping with your fingertips Uh along acupuncture meridians Uh 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 and um, uh, so it's uh, a body based brain based uh, trauma recovery therapy that Uh can be integrated Uh uh, into social processes Uh in Rwanda Uh Um, but I will also say that one of the realizations from the trauma community in this country is that trauma recovery is not only a physical process it's also a spiritual process Uh and um, the deep um, uh, the relationship between spirituality and civic life is not split in Rwanda Uh the way it is here in the United States Uh and so accessing uh, spiritual processes as community processes is also more culturally uh, um, appropriate there and Mm and effective Uh Um, and so uh, uh, but my Rwandan partners have really been students of what makes for a trauma informed system Mm -hmm. they run their organization based upon some of the principles about that that Mm -hmm. have been developed here in the United States but I think they've added added them
3: Uh Uh
1: so I think there's a a lot to be learned but a a lot to Uh be that can happen from, an, uh, if you will, an East-West dialogue, uh-huh. uh, which I think will improve the quality of service uh, in, in on both continents.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: This is where cross-cultural conversation w- really, I think, has the potential to bear a lot of meaningful fruit for all societies.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Can I ask uh, about mediation? So we, we talked about truth and reconciliation and restorative justice and, and trauma and healing processes. processes. Um, but I understand that part of what you're interested in trying to do is integrate mediation into the justice system somehow. And can I uh, can I ask, Is does that feel like a, a culturally consistent process, mediation, or how do you define and see mediation operating in in your justice system.
2: Uh, what is good is that uh, mediation is uh, has already uh, o- already roots in our culture, uh-huh. as uh, you saw, uh, resorting to the church as uh-huh. a mediation mechanism mm-hmm. uh, has been successful because it was exactly a spirit uh, a spirit that is known, mm. a practice that is uh, known and uh, that. Uh, Banyarwanda uh, accepted to use in uh, difficult and hard circumstances, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying to uh, find out a solution to big and uh, huge problems. Apart from that, uh, we are slowly as a country uh, encouraging uh, population and uh, neighbors in. Uh, mediating, especially in family matters, first at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in, for instance, in um, family law, there are what we call the family council. Uh-huh. Uh, a kind of uh, council of family members who, first of all, have to be called upon and listen to problems that are happening inside the family mm-hmm. to protect it. Mm-hmm. While protecting family, protecting both uh, the male and the female, but also children mm-hmm. and whoever believing living uh, into the family, adopted children, as well as uh, as uh, we do have such in Africa. Uh, sometimes the family is not composed of uh, 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 habitual uh, nuclear members of the family. Sometimes cousins are there. Yeah. Grandmother is there. Yeah. So uh, the Family law yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. family law. yeah, family law. Tried to set up a family council that may listen to problems were happening before uh-huh. bo- uh, being brought to courts. In uh, commercial matters, and this is uh, uh, newly introduced, uh, mediation is uh, mandatory. Each case must be uh, mediated by registrars mm. before. Uh, getting in front of a judge be because uh, be before the judge look at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a new practice that is being uh, implemented. Mm. Emily uh, did not have time to tell you that she is supporting exactly a training of uh, uh, judges, mm. advocates, um, in house councils, and the that we do have now a pilot phase of commercial mediation into mm. our courts. Mm. The so they'll all be trained in mediation. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, uh, And yes. uh, they started using mediation yeah, into commercial matters. Uh-huh. In uh, uh, criminal matters, we are looking at uh, the pre beginning as a kind of mediation, but mm. as I told you, we are looking at alternatives to many things. Uh-huh. We are lo- looking, looking at the way of setting up alternatives to detention.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We are looking at alternatives to litigation uh-huh. We are looking at alternatives to um prisons and uh-huh. uh, i mean uh other means of collecting people without putting te- them into jail
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: so uh all of such a techniques or features are welcome and um and uh, i forgot to say that uh I- in our views that is the way we, we need to develop uh, an idea or a policy uh uh-huh with uh, options with many options wi- with many options mm-hmm. including the ones that we uh, be uh, set before like uh, the family cancer so I, I told you before really resorting to courts mm-hmm. we need people to first try handling the cases among them uh-huh. we mean among members of an association mm. among members uh, professional uh, uh, communities mm-hmm. Among uh, members of the cooperatives, uh, the region-based, faith-based as, uh, uh, faith associations, mm-hmm. members, mm-hmm. to exactly make sure that in whatever field, members of a same community try first to yeah. handle cases. Mm-hmm. Before it gets to litigation. Beh- and sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we hope that, uh, uh, basing on the culture,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So hopefully, eventually, litigation is the alternative. But the mainstream is dispute resolution sure. through all these
3: channels.
2: Litigation will not be moved away. <laughs> it, it is not possible. But at least we intend to make sure that people resort to litigation after
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying as a yeah. later choices over Surely, reason, yeah.
2: surely, and we hope that uh, it will. Uh, that exactly be successful. Uh-huh. Mm.
0: Well, what you're doing is an extraordinary and I think that the, certainly the United States model could learn a lot from understanding all the places where you're looking for options because it's not something that this country does very well, we mm-hmm. sort of t- depend on a, a few and see these alternatives like mediation as sort of marginalized um, and not centralized. Um, so it sounds like we, we can learn a lot from you. Um, we have a few minutes left. Is there is there anything else uh, that you'd like to share about your current work, Emily, th- there or or moving forward that uh, that you could help us understand?
1: Uh, w- well, just to reinforce the um, the degree to which uh, part of what I do as a consultant <laughs> to the country is uh, make connections, uh-huh. and uh, so wanting to say how. Um much we know that the problems that are facing uh, Rwandans are problems of the world, Mm -hmm. and we are really looking to create um, an international consortium of advisors. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's such a unique opportunity to have a sovereign country uh, looking to uh, operationalize these principles throughout the entire country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think there's any place in the world that uh, is really stepping forward to be That ambitious Uh, and aspirational. Exactly. And so I would um, just say how pleased I am to be here, and I'll speak on behalf of Anastas in that regard, um, how much we are looking forward to continued conversations throughout the university Mm -hmm. uh, with people like you, with expertise in matters that uh, we're deeply curious about. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. just wanted to say, a sincere thanks to you for having us, but hoping that this is the first of many conversations that we can have uh, both with uh, you all here at AC4 um, and at the Earth Institute, but also throughout the, the university.
0: Uh-huh, fantastic, I, I hope so as well. <laughs> Anastas, any, any other?
2: T- um yeah, I just th- forgot to mention that uh, what we have uh, that is uh, actually successful, what you call uh, Mediation Committees, Abunzi Mediation Committees. In each village, in each sector, let's say cell and sector, we do have committees composed of uh, seven persons, elected from elderly people, Mm. wise ones, uh, used to listen to uh, problems, especially uh, uh, relating to civil matters. Mm. Any dispute, Mm -hmm. civil matters. That does not exceed two thousand uh, 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 eight hundred U.S. dollars, for instance. Uh-huh. Uh, is not submitted to courts before being uh, discussed or settled by such a committee. Uh-huh. There are seven, but the parties are allowed each to choose among seven. Uh, someone of, in which uh, I feel comfortable. Yeah, I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. The other party choose another one. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, the president of the committee nominate a third. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And they listen to Uh the case and settle. Mm. When you look at uh, data, they receive thousands and thousands of cases. Mm -hmm. And among thousands of cases, they settle at least 98%. Really? Really, wow. and uh, parties are allowed to make a kind of appeal. It, I- it it will not be considered or called an appeal because those are not uh, courts. Right. Those are mediators' committees. Mm-hmm. So, unsatisfied party uh-huh. is allowed now to go to court and say, "No, abunzi are not dearly uh-huh. abunzi. They didn't help me." And uh, in that case, courts, civil case, and. Uh, do a new mediation, as I told you, uh, by the registrar uh-huh, uh-huh. of the, the court. Uh-huh. And if not, if the registrar finds that uh, the case I- is eligible, admissible, a judge look at it, uh-huh, looks uh-huh, at uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. So, and uh, among these remaining cases that are brought to courts, mm-hmm. you may find those courts confirming the decision that was taken by Abunzi as a, or the advice that was uh, provided by Abunzi as the right solution. Oh really? They returned again determined. at mm-hmm. a high level. Uh-huh. Uh More than uh, ninety percent are exactly confirmed as uh, really good advices, wow. and that is good. Yeah. What uh, may I add um, uh, as perspectives? We talked about. Talked about. I came in America as um, f- uh, from my. Uh, personal history, my trainings, and uh, from uh, what I did as a career, mm-hmm. everything I've done made me somebody normally to be interested in mediation mm. and restorative justice because as I told you, uh, I'm now the coordinator of the justice sector, mm-hmm. but previously I was a commissioner in into and Correctional Service uh-huh. facing uh, uh, criminals. Previously, uh, that was uh, three years. Uh-huh. Nine previous one, I was uh, the, uh, uh, the deputy executive secretary of uh, the national service, mm-hmm. community service, uh-huh. mm-hmm. dealing with, uh, again, uh, criminals who pleaded guilty, mm-hmm. trying to uh, reconvert them into good citizens. Uh-huh. And previously, I was uh, a secretary of Ibuka. Ibuka is uh, uh, number Mm-hmm. of civil society organize, I mean uh, survivors organisa- of genocide mm-hmm. organizations.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Though I'm somebody who uh, know exactly feelings of both sides of Rwanda. Sure. I'm somebody who faced serious situations and uh, uh, serious cases of individuals yep. in trouble or into trouble, so uh, coming to, Learn from other societies the way people may be mediated is was one of my objectives. Mm-hmm. But looking at restorative justice was exactly, as such, on or about the way wrongdoers may be transformed into new uh, transformational agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, in new positive people who may contribute to the building or building the ne- uh, the country and the system instead of uh, staying, stopping them as uh, bad people who we always uh, remain doing sure. uh, mistakes and uh, crimes and uh, whatever.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. But at the same time, I came in America as uh, the coordinator of the justice sector. Mm-hmm. And as I described my day-to-day work, connection with connection, uh, especially the sector of uh, the justice, reconciliation law, and the other sector. I forgot m- maybe to mention that uh, there are six other sectors with which we we, we collaborate. The uh-huh. sectors e- e- on energy, for instance, uh-huh, uh-huh. agriculture, economy, and so on, that coordinates activities relating to such a fields. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, as a coordinator, my training I- I- is welcome, and it has to impact on my work. Uh-huh. And uh, the first work that will be done will be uh, not to prevail as somebody trying to uh, influence people in uh, setting up and uh, drawing. I mean, uh, developing the adopting uh, uh, an ideal policy or just criminal policy. No, 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 no. I will contribute as a, uh, a number of people, but uh, maybe I will guide my fellows and develop good document that may be. Uh, may help our country, and especially we will be uh, inspired by our own citizens. Mm -hmm. That is very important. Mm -hmm. When you don't uh, implicate citizens in whatever you are um, developing for them, it can't be successful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'll be happy to see those guiding documents well developed. I'll be happy while seeing uh, some uh, loopholes in, into, Law provisions, field, and uh, some areas of laws that needs to be polished to make these processes uh, successful. Mm-hmm. Done,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, maybe while retiring, I became a mediator <laughs> or <laughs> or useful for something good else. Uh, thank you very well
0: much from from what you describe as your journey it seems like you are you have found an ideal role for yourself given your experience with er, early with trauma probably personally but certainly working with survivors you working with I- either ex-offenders or community in with in community service um, and then subsequently working in mediation and, and the law you're you are perfectly trained for this role and i think Rwanda is um, very fortunate to have you um, in this current position. Um, and it sounds like you have a lot of work to do, but it sounds like that there has been
2: extraordinary progress in in, twi- in a short period of time. Y- you know, this is a way, uh, a short way of describing things without uh, getting into mm-hmm. deep sure. and sure. deep troubling beliefs yeah. that you may have outpassed. Right, but you've Ah.
0: given us a nice overview and a nice glimpse into Uh, the challenges, but also the I hope that
2: you have been uh, able to uh, imagine what may be. um, uh, That time I was young, I was still young. 25 years uh, back, I was still young. Uh So uh, I don't know whether you imagine a, a young people surviving genocide. Trying to say to fellows, come on, stand up, don't stay there, saying that, oh, no, genocide happened. We, we are no longer living, let's live, mm-hmm. let's live, mm-hmm. uh, w- into a kind of empathy with them. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, asked to manage mm-hmm. perpetrators of genocide mm-hmm. uh, uh, in, one in one or another way, it is hard. Sure. and. Uh <coughs> We are used to say, Yazabanyo yes, Rwanda, that um, even though we faced uh, difficult uh, situations, we are fortunate. We are fortunate because at certain moments of our history, personal and the, the country history, we are among people who uh, faced Hard situations, strong situations, terrifying situations, but went through. As it is said uh, somewhere in the Bible, that uh, strong people are the ones who pass through the fire. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: So passing through the fire and survive, and especially survive still having hope that uh, the future will continue being good mm-hmm. is being.
0: Well, Anastas and Emily, thank you both for your work and thank you for sharing with us um, the, this extraordinary set of projects that you're involved in. Um, and I wish you all the best luck and I, I look forward to continuing the conversation.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Peter.
0: Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you. The music for this show was written and composed by Kevin Johnston, and it's titled Kingdom Stowaway.